Hey everybody, welcome back to the Nerd Like Me podcast. I'm Corey Howe and I'm here with Chris Gladden. What's going on, Chris? Hey, how we doing? Good. Hey, uh, sorry guys we missed you last week. We got Things got a little hectic with the holidays and we didn't end up getting uh, time to sit down and record an episode for you, um, but we're back, um, so we appreciate you waiting for us. Um, today is fr- would be Friday, December 1st, and that means uh, it's time for Supercon. Um, so if you're listening to this, Supercon is going on, will already be going on, whatever, um, so if, if you listen to this early in the morning, you know, and you're, you're getting ready to come out, um, I'm excited. Uh, I know there's a lot of cool stuff going on as we've talked about, um, in the last two or three episodes of the show, we've kind of focused on some of the stuff that's going to be going on at Supercon and, um, Cardinal and, and orcs and, and all these people that are going to be putting on, um, really cool content, um, for the convention. So, you know, we'll be, we will be around, we'll have a booth set up all weekend. There will be, um, moderators and admins in the group um, manning the booth so come say hi come get some free stuff we've got some free stuff to give away um, people in the group will be volunteering all over the convention um, so it'll be a really cool place and, and you know come say hi if you guys are thinking about it um, what, what about you Chris are you, you cosplaying on Saturday is that the decision Fr- Friday Friday yeah okay. Friday is when so today playing. yeah today so Aaron's <laughs> Aaron's wearing his uh, Sith costume on friday today okay so that's when i'll be wearing mine oh cool um so i have zero costumes so i'll be wearing none of them um should at least wear a darth vader t-shirt or something i don't know if i don't actually (laughs) have a darth vader t-shirt unfortunately i bought that sweater and it's too damn small oh man i can i know (laughs) oh speaking of that um so on that same topic next friday will be um rocky's toy drive that we are co-hosting at rec bar yeah that's gonna be a lot of fun yeah um it's it's one of the, you know i was really excited that, that they asked us to be a part of that this year um because i think that's like the, the most fun stuff to do around the holidays is stuff like that where you can go out with a bunch of people you like but you're doing something good um and that's a perfect example so they donate to a bunch of charities yeah um they have adopted a family in jaytown here in louisville um, and I've actually posted the link to their uh, that family's like wish list on Amazon. So mm-hmm. if you guys want to donate specifically to that family, you can just go on there and, and buy one of those toys or whatever, and, and it'll go right to, to I think to Tony. So yeah, you he can just you know wrap them up and give them to the family. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, guys, the event um, will be uh, Friday, December seventh. I think it starts at eight p.m., um, which is a little later than we normally start, but. Uh, it's going to be a good time to take $5 at the door um, or a new unwrapped toy, um, and that's going to just go to one of many charities. They're mostly, uh, honestly, they're, a lot of them are local charities, um, which is another thing that I like quite a bit. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of these toy drives and stuff go to these big um, facilities. And, and even, I think t- the reason they do that is because Tony told us that uh, some of the charities they talk to pretty much straight up said, yeah, these are just going to go sit in a warehouse or something like that. Yeah, and it makes you sad, man. I mean, like... Because you know there's kids out there that aren't getting... You know, like, yeah. There's places for those toys to go, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so they do their best to make sure that those toys are all going to a good place. So um, if you guys are at Supercon, even if not, um, make sure next week, if you put that in your calendar on Friday... Um, it's going to be a great time, and it's one of those things that I'm excited to be a part of. And hopefully, we can we can have a big turnout and, and make some you know young nerds Christmas. I mean, that's the kind of fun thing for me, right? Is uh, I, I always the my favorite part about having nieces and nephews is I get to go toy shop for them. Yeah, that's and I get to pick out the <laughs> stuff that like I would want. Yep. Like I, my my nephew's a perfect example. He loves Lego, so I always get to go buy him like some kind of car or truck Lego set because he really likes cars, and I'm I'm a car fan myself, so um it, it works out. Uh, so if you guys are thinking about that, you know, go out and spend five, ten, fifteen bucks on a toy that, like, that you're hyped about. Right. 
I mean, you don't have to spend very much. No, I mean, what's ten bucks? That's what I'm saying. And and, you know, just think about that ten bucks. You buy an action figure that you're excited about. Think how excited some some little kids going to be about that. Absolutely, man. So yeah, I think it's a great it's a great uh, it's a great charity. It's you know it's a great event. So make sure you guys are going to come out to see that. Great location. Great location. Yeah, it's going to be at Rec Bar, which is uh, you know always a blast. Uh, If you guys haven't been to Rec any of our Rec Bar events yet, this is a great great time to try one. so on to uh, kind of what we're going to talk about this show. Um, first and foremost, we went and saw um, the new Harry Potter. Well, I guess it's not technically Harry Potter. It's in the Harry Potter universe, but the yeah. Fantastic Beasts, the Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, now, you had not seen the original Fantastic Beasts. That's correct, yeah. Which, um, I, I mean, I, I feel like was good. It was I, I personally liked that one um, better than most of the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. Um, even trying to, like equating in there for some nostalgia you know yeah because i think i kind of like some of the earlier harry potter movies because i'm like this is i grew up with it it was you know there Mm -hmm. was that that when it got really big when i was in like third grade i remember uh my third grade teacher would read us a book like we would like do certain certain times of the year we'd have like 20 or 30 minutes a day where she would read from a book yeah and one of the books that we read that year was harry potter and the sorcerer's stone i never got to experience harry potter in school so that's so it was re- awesome. it was really cool, and that's how I got kind of introduced to it. Um, and after that, I was kind of hooked. You know, obviously, I loved the books at that point. Me and my, my my cousins and friends, we'd all go read them as soon as they came out, and we're super hyped when the movies come out. So I think my point in saying all that is, I think there's some nostalgia there for me that right. kind of like makes them a little better than I probably actually think that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of watching them with rose colored glasses, um, but I did really like the fa- first Fantastic Beast movie. Um, but I will say, I-, I wasn't as impressed with this one. I was, I mean, it's your first foray into the into the the series, so uh, I um, you know I hate to be. I mean, it seems like every movie that we've talked about, I've just kind of been like, uh, but yeah, I mean, I was not I was not super excited about that movie when it was over. I was just kind of I was kind of wondering, you know what I missed. Like, I was like, well, is it because I haven't seen the first movie that I'm really getting? Maybe there might be some of that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think everybody that watched the movie was kind of like at least somewhat similar feelings of what I had. Yeah. I mean, so for me, I think the main problem was just pacing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was just so much, like, you know, I think it was a two hour, a little over two hour movie and it could have easily been an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, Uh, I looked at my watch a couple times, and that's never a good sign for a movie. No, it's not. I mean, there were some really cool parts. I mean, the effects were fantastic, I think, for the most part. Yeah, I think that the effects looked pretty good until, like, the end. Yeah, there was that that one scene. I think they started losing some money or something. (laughs) They were running (laughs) low on budget. Yeah. I don't know, but um, I, I, and I love all like the uh, the creatures in the Harry Potter universe. I think yeah. they're they're all really imaginative, and they all like have these very unique personalities mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And I, I love all that. Um, and I think it's cool to kind of see more of just like it's Harry. Like you have the like magic exists like it does in Harry Potter, but mm-hmm. you're not like so stuck on the fact that. Harry and Hermione and Ron, like, they're all these randomly exceptional wizards. Right. Like, you get to see kind of like, the, you know, these are just, there are some just good wizards walking around. Like, this is what the regular guys are kind of mm-hmm. doing kind of thing, yep. um, which is kind of a cool peek into the universe. Um, but, yeah, I think if it weren't for the pacing, I think I would have liked it a lot better. Um, There's just a lot of unnecessary detail and a lot of times where I think just kind of like, thinking in my back of my head like okay are we done now like why are we doing this this could have been like why is this even here Mm -hmm. um so overall i think they could have done a little bit better i did i did like johnny depp's character oh yeah how he portrayed that character um i just didn't really like um every everything else uh, around him like 
the the people that kind of followed him were not very interesting like yeah. what he was doing was not very interesting um i don't know uh well i think he's he's plotting a little like i don't mm-hmm. think he's doing a lot right yeah um and i think that's a lot of that movie, you know, yeah. it it almost feels like this is kind of the calm before the storm. Yeah, I mean, be it's definitely a lot of setup, and I mean, that could be. I mean, I'm sure that that's intentional. That it's it's quite a bit of setup, but I wish there was just a little bit more substance. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, I 100 agree. Um, I think that's, you know, I would. You know, I, I'm not one to. I was entertained. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I'm not upset that I went to see it. Yeah, it was a decent experience. There were there were enough good parts in it and, and things that I was excited about to be like, all right, that was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it one of those ones that I'm like, I want to watch that again. I want. I can't wait till it comes out on video. You know, I certainly wouldn't go pay to see it in the theater again. No, I would. Um, and I, I and I'm not really like, oh, I can't wait till it comes out in streaming so I can watch it again, or till mm-hmm. I can, you know, torrent it or whatever. I'm not, I'm not even excited about any of that. Right. Um. So, so I think they they have some some work to do there, uh, and I'm I'm curious to see what happens in the next one. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely go and see the next one. I mean, I'll, I need to still watch go the back first and watch one. the first one. Um. I think it's on it's on one of the streaming services. Right I think now, it might so be on I'll, HBO. I yeah. Know. Yeah. But so I'll, I'll catch it eventually, and um, I mean, I'll I'll see the next one. I mean, like I said, there was there was a lot of build up, so. So hopefully uh, the next movie they kind of capitalize on some of that build up and we get uh, we get some get an interesting story. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think there was just so much plot build up and and you know it, it's obvious that like there's a lot that's get, like getting ready to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, so I, I think there's still hope, I guess, for it to be saved. I don't think it's like the franchise is doomed kind of thing. I saw I saw a meme earlier uh, that I thought was really funny and it showed uh, Dumbledore in this movie. And I guess the events of Harry Potter take place 16 years later, or at least that's what the that's what the meme said. And it was like, what the heck happened to, <laughs> to Dumbledore in the last 16 years? Because he goes from like this, you know, kind of suave looking, yeah, yeah. well dressed guy, and then to... he's like this crazy, like old man wizard type <laughs> yeah. thing, yeah, like like Merlin looking guy. It was pretty funny. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit because I know we got a lot of Harry Potter fans out there. Um, and it's obviously pretty relevant, so maybe somebody else has gone and seen that recently too. So if you guys have gone and seen that, drop in the comments like uh, what you thought. I mean, what yeah. what did you think of the movie? Um, I kind of like to get some other perspectives on it mm-hmm. from maybe Definitely. some, you know. And I will I will put take that with a grain of salt because I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan. Yeah. Um. So maybe you know I'm kind of curious maybe what the real Harry Potter fans think about it mm-hmm. um i haven't read anything you know lore or any kind of backstory on what's going on i i've literally just gone and seen both of the movies yeah um i haven't read anything i haven't done any research i haven't delved into the world at all outside of that so maybe there's some things that i'm missing that might make it a little a little better mm-hmm. um but yeah so i'm curious if one of you guys out there um are that way let us know um i'd love to hear about it um and then it's kind of funny so you finally upgraded to the Android Master Race, um, yeah. and, and ditch that might, you know Apple might. BS. You got it. The true nerd train. I might have some regrets, but we'll see. No, no. <laughs> uh, I, I think you'll 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 come to enjoy it. Um, it's probably a change, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't think. Um, but but this funny. The funny thing is, I think the the real thing that pushed you to the edge to do that was because you were trying to play Hearthstone on your iPhone and you couldn't. Yeah. It was kind of pissing me off. <laughs> There's uh, some kind of known issue with iPhones in that game, which is weird because I had it on the exact same iPhone before, but I deleted the game 
and then now now it's not uh it's not working yeah or on that phone so uh that that wasn't the driving force i'd been looking for one for a while and uh, they had a black friday deal that's what got me to jump on trying it out but uh yeah i mean it had it had a small amount of influence i'll say that but it wasn't wasn't very significant so but hearthstone um if you guys have never played that is an online um card game um it's based off world of warcraft um it's loosely based off the old world world of warcraft uh trading card game okay um so there's some mechanics that are somewhat similar um but uh it's it's a really fun little game you've never played that i I haven't and and i'll be honest um you know it's tempting especially since you're playing um but i will tell you that one of the things that's really keeping me from playing is i don't want to i don't want to contribute to blizzard yeah i mean i can kind of understand that (laughs) i mean just i'm just you know i've had such a sour taste in my mouth ever since blizzcon and Mm -hmm. the whole diablo bs and we still haven't gotten you know it like literally nothing positive has come from that yeah they've not taken any criticism or comments or Mm -hmm. critique and and turned that into something positive um whatsoever um which is just really disappointing um and I feel like the you know as hard as it is, some of the best things we can do as consumers um, is to to vote with your wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know it might not seem like well if I if I don't it's not going to make a difference if I don't buy this game or if I don't buy this DLC or whatever. Um, but the bottom line is the more you feed into that, it just there's no incentive for them to change what they're doing. Right. Um, so. You know, I think the same thing can be said for for EA. You know, everyone like hates on EA um, for their their practices and microtransactions and mm-hmm. making everybody pre order a game and then releasing a game that's not even close to done and it's buggy and whatever. And the bottom line is, you'd think that you know, from my perspective, I haven't pre ordered a game in a long time. And part of that's because that's what's happening. It's like, why would I pre-order this game? I don't even understand the point of pre-ordering. There is, there's zero point. I it's, mean, because it's it's a way that oh, well, you pre-order the game, you get this little thing. Yeah. But it's never anything worthwhile. Right. It's like a little cosmetic thing, which, mm-hmm. by the way, doesn't matter because almost everybody in the game is going to have it because right. everybody pre-ordered it. Mm-hmm. It'd be different if it was like unique or whatever, but it's not. It's not even really rare, um, and it's not certainly not worth any money, or there's no, there's no value, real value behind it. Yeah. Um, so anything that they add with a pre-order is is to me doesn't make any sense because it's not worth any money. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no there's no real value to it. So um, that's the only perceivable reason I could see to pre-order is because they're going to give you something that's a bit a perk to doing it. Right. Um, but realistically, the perks that I've seen aren't worth don't don't matter. So. Um, but for me, like I said, I've not pre-ordered a game in a long time. But in all these people that will come, you know, I, I've met plenty of people that will say, oh, i got to hate what EA is doing. And then you talk about the next EA title. I'm like, yeah, I've got that pre-ordered. It's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. You've given, <laughs> you've paid them for the game that they haven't even given you yet. And you're complaining about their practices. So they, they'll never change their behavior. I mean, they're still, they're still getting your money. So why would they bother changing? No, they wouldn't. I mean, um, and they wouldn't. It doesn't make any sense, and I can't blame them for not changing, frankly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks, and I hate it, but why would they? Yeah, um, I mean, it, they're not going to change until until they start seeing that change in their stocks. Right, uh, which Blizzard has seen, which is one of the other reasons that I'm really surprised that they haven't done anything. Yeah, I don't know, man. I Like, I'm putting a lot of blame on Activision, um, and I think it's rightful because I Maybe, think that Activision... But- has a lot to do with what's what's happening there and they might be they might be telling them that they don't want them to say anything so i don't i don't know um, maybe but i mean at the end of the day 
I mean, it, 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 they're the same company, right? Yeah. So, you, I mean, whether you, I'm saying Blizzard, but I mean Activision. I mean, right. it, you know, it, it's the same difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, really, I'm disappointed in both of them. Yeah. Um, but so that's one of the reasons that it's really hard for me to kind of jump on the block because I know, I know me, and I mean, once I get out of the very beginning stages of learning the game and making a deck and doing things like that, I'm going to want to spend money. Um, you know, on whatever packs or whatever to make my deck better or improve or right. or even just learn more and try mm-hmm. and, you know, something like that. Um, speed us to skip some of the grindy type stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, that's one of the reasons I don't is because I know that I'm going to end up paying them and I don't know that I want to do that. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I mean, I also don't necessarily want something su- sucking me in my phone even more than it already sucks me in, you know? You know, that is that isn't a bit of an issue. I, I can't, <laughs> I really can't argue with that. So what is it about the game that you like? Um, you know, because you've played plenty of card games, mm-hmm. um, plenty of tabletop games. I mean, you have, you know, kind of a, a, a breadth of knowledge of that kind of stuff. So what, what, why was Hearthstone enough to make you want to go buy a new phone? Well, um, like I said, it's loosely based off of the World of Warcraft card game and the World of Warcraft card game is probably my favorite trading card game ever made. Really? It's it well, favorite is probably the wrong word. It's it's the most fun card game okay. that I've ever played. Um I don't necessarily think that it's better than the other ones, but it but I felt like it was more fun because it was more um it drew you in. Like you you kind of almost felt like you were this character um, because instead of like in magic where you're a planeswalker and you're just kind of throwing cards down, um, and you don't really have an identity in the game, um, in Hearthstone, you're, you're like a little character and you, you can be, you know, whatever class, uh, from the game that you want to be. So there's like hunters, um, paladins, uh, priests, um, let's see here, sorceress, um, Warrior and rogue and shaman, I think, are all of them. Um, so you're you, you pick one of those classes, um, and then your deck has special cards specific to the class. So it's kind of like the color system in Magic, right? Um, but then um, each character can get like weapons. Um, they have character abilities um, that you can use when you run run out of cards, kind of like in somewhat in command, like in Commander. Or if you just if we're, it's more beneficial, um, like you'll have like a little thing that'll do like one damage to any target. Right. Or you'll have an ability that gives you like two armor, which is like basically gaining two life. Um, those kinds of things. So it's just and it's really it's really interactive. Um, instead of it just being you uh, like in Magic where you just attack your opponent's face, like you can decide w- what creatures you're attacking instead of your opponent deciding what creatures are blocking. So you get to make those decisions. Um, the damage stays on the characters. So, um, you know, if this turn there's this big ridiculous monster that you're having trouble getting rid of, at least all the damage you put into it, unless they heal it somehow, you you know, you can maybe the next turn do a little bit more damage and get rid of it. You know, so if you get mm-hmm. to one one health and then the next turn you can just ping it for one or something like that, you know, at least you have that ability. And so instead of just, you know, somebody, whoever gets out the biggest creature first wins, you know, it's whoever, you know, is better at controlling and managing those resources, which yeah. are your creatures and your spells. Right. So, 
I mean, just from having watched over your shoulder a little bit, um, and from what I've seen of, on videos and whatnot, um, one of the things that bugs me is that I, I don't know what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. um, at least in Magic, I think the cards are laid out pretty well. Um, I can read the text without having to hover over anything. And I mean, everything's obscured. So, like, I'm looking at this battlefield, and, like, since I'm not familiar with the game at all, mm-hmm. like, I don't even, I have, there's no way for me to even, like, I would have to, like, go over to your shoulder and be like, hey, can you hold it, like, hover, click on this guy? Right. Can you click on this guy? Mm-hmm. Plus, since I'm new, I, and I'm, I'm a slower player in general. Um, yeah. So, like, the fact that there's time limits on turns and stuff, and especially being new to a game, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to want to sit there and read everything. Yeah. And read it twice. Well, I mean, for the one thing I'll tell you about the game is that most text is not very long on a card. So it takes you literally two seconds to read a card. Um, you know, it'll sit like, and then they're just like in Magic where you'll have like Vigilance, Lifelink, and stuff like that. There's universal abilities on there that you'll get used to seeing. Like Death Rattle is one. So when what a Death Rattle means is if it'll say like Death Rattle and then it does this ability. So when that when that creature dies he it has something. an ability yeah. and then you have battle cry and that's when they when you play that card from your hand it does an ability um and then you know there's like static abilities just like on magic cards and stuff like that like you know plus 2 damage on on your next spell or something like that so i mean they're not going to be like magic cards where you have to sit there and read an entire paragraph to understand what's going on like the most the most complicated cards that i've seen um you know, really just maybe a sentence, you know, maybe, maybe two sentences, but I can't. So is that a good thing though? So to me, one of the things I like about magic is how complex some of the interactions can be. Cause I think it lets you get more creative and it's not just this guy's got power, toughness, this, and he, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of complexity to the game. Um, when you really get into it, like there's combo decks, um, but they're not like, I just have these three cards and I automatically win the game. Like you still have to like it's gonna like a combo deck can put you really, really far ahead. And there's some combos that instantly make you win the game, but it's not it's not easy to get there. Like you have to really work um to get there. Like it's uh I can't remember the name of the guy. Uh, one of the gods in the game is is a a ten cost card, which is the most expensive card. And basically his card says if there's no creatures in your hand, or if there's no cards in your hand or your deck, um, his death rattle is you win the game. So there's a combo deck where basically you just empty out your hand or your deck. Um, you empty out your hand. You get him out, and the last card that you play is a card that kills him. So right. then you just automatically win the game. So there, there. I mean, there's definitely some complexity to it. It's not. It's not as complex as Magic. Um, and I think that that's one reason why it is so popular, um, because the ability to just jump in and start playing that game is really easy. Um, but where it gets more complicated is there is a lot more decision making that I see in this game um, than than magic. Um, like, well, I don't I don't even know if that's super accurate, but I I, I feel like I think more playing Hearthstone than when I'm playing Magic. That but it could though, just be because I've been playing Magic for so long. That's what I'm going to say. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I think feel like I think all the time. Right. I mean, that's one of the reasons I think like I said I'm a slower player because half the time I'm, again, when we get to these really complex interactions mm-hmm. and, and um, especially if your deck is not just I'm trying to get these three cards and then I win. Yeah. Um, if, if there are a bunch of different things that can interact in a bunch of different ways in your deck and they're all positive and you have to maybe sometimes compare, well, do I want to do this? 
Mm-hmm. Because of this interaction, or do I want to wait and do this? Or yeah. you know, there's so a lot of times I'm I mean thinking because of those type of things. Um, and I think it might just be because you've been playing so long that you already yeah. you you have an easier time of understanding the way that's going to work out. Right. Um, and it's one of those things where I have to sit there and think. Um, so I think it might just be experience. Yeah, I mean that probably is because now that I mean I sit here and think about it. I mean the, there are it, magic can get way more complicated depending, like especially if you're playing commander because there's a lot of stuff can be put out on the field. So I, I'll take back that comment the the complication, but it's just I don't know. It's it, I mean I, I definitely don't. I don't want to say that it's a better game than Magic, and I don't want to say Magic's a better game than it. Well, it, they're, they're different, just different. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, the nice thing about Hearthstone is that at ten o'clock at night, when I'm getting ready for bed, I can play a game of Hearthstone in you know five or ten minutes, and then go to bed. Whereas Magic, like, I can't really do that. I mean, if you ever played Magic online, you can't you can't play that game in five or ten minutes. Yeah, know? I never have. Um, <laughs> Now, why is that? Is it just... Uh, well, I mean, just a regular game of Magic tends to take a while. Um, and then Magic Online... Um, I can't remember if you pay, play... I don't think... I can't remember if you play best two out of three. But I feel like you did. I don't I don't remember. It's been so long since I played on it. But it should be best two out of... Yeah, it's definitely best two out of three because you have a sideboard. So Right. Yeah, de- it's definitely best two out of three. So, you know, you can play up to three games in that one game, you know, before you get your win. Plus yes, that's the mechanics of, 30 minutes to an hour easy. Yeah. And the mechanics of of Magic Online are just terrible. Whereas, I mean, Hearthstone, I mean, you're sitting there just playing with one finger. Well, it's designed to be a game played on mobile devices. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the difference, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what the real difference is. Yeah, but I, but when I say Magic's is bad, it's not just bad compared to Hearthstone. It's just bad, period. Well, like, I mean, regardless, I mean, my yeah. point is they didn't design that game or the app or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, it's an afterthought. Yeah. They're not making their money from Magic Online. They're making their money from their paper Magic. Yeah. They make money from both. I'm not, I'm not saying they don't, but their focus is the paper card game. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's, you know, and they know that people are going to play their Magic online because they like Magic. And even though you don't want to play a Magic game, you would rather play Hearthstone. There are plenty of people out there that would rather sink an hour into playing Magic online. Oh, no, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying no, that, like... I'm just saying that's the reason they have yeah. no incentive to fix it. Because mm-hmm. the people that are hardcore Magic players are not going to play Hearthstone. Well, they, I mean, they do have incentive to fix it because they just came out with their new... Well, I mean, they, they're pushing to fix it because they came out with their new Magic Online, which I don't even know what that's called. But it looks... Arena or whatever. Yeah, it's like a complete ripoff of Hearthstone. Which oh, is, well. Which is kind of funny. I mean, just the way that it that like the cards look and everything. I mean, it looks it looks better. I haven't played that yet, so that might be better. But I don't know... I don't think you can play I don't, on Android. I don't... Which is it's, I think it's just on the computer. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, which to me is a downfall. I need, yeah. I need to play it on my phone. I'm not going to... Sit on my computer and play yeah. Magic. I'm not. Yeah. Especially if I have to buy the cards, which I do, which so I'm not. Mm. You know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I've just, you know, I've never really been a big mobile gamer in general. Yeah, I haven't either. I mean, her like puzzle games, which I can kind of consider Hearthstone like a puzzle game because I mean that's really what you're doing is solving a bunch of mini puzzles while you're playing the game. Um, those are really the only kind of games that I like. Like there was this, there was this game called um, Dungeon Raid. It's probably the most one of the most fun mobile games that I ever played. It was like, uh, it was like one of those games where you would uh, like click on 
different objects and then like if they all if enough of them matched um you know it would like blow them up and then like more stuff would pop down but it was like a little rpg so you you had a character that had a character ability um and when you like there were swords so you could collect all the swords and that would give you damage um because there were little monsters that pop up on the screen um so you would if you did enough damage then it would kill you know whatever monsters are on the screen and then there were shields and then uh, you know, you could hit, you know, of course you could hit the monsters. Um, there were like potions and all kinds of little like, uh, skills that you could use, uh, when you clicked on them. So it was kind of an interesting little game, but like I said, I mean, those kinds of games are the only ones that I've ever found really fun. Right. You know, Candy <clears throat> Crush is kind of the same kind of thing. And I mean, it's like, you know, everybody knows what Candy Crush is. Right. Yeah. I just have never enjoyed any of that really. Um, you know, if I play a game on my phone, I'm playing Pokemon. Yeah, on an emulator. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the long and short of it. And even then, I only play that when I'm like traveling, really, when I'm going to sit in an airport and on an airplane or something. Right. I really don't have anything else to do. Um, now, you were mentioning um, one of the things about that game is uh, that there's a lot of random number generation, mm-hmm. and um, it's one of the most fun things and the most frustrating things about the game. <laughs> yeah, um, or, or about any game. Really. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say almost every game has random number generation in it, mm-hmm. right? I mean. Um, well, except for maybe some first-person shooters might not. Yeah. Even maybe recoil patterns could be, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, for the most part, um, most games are going to have that element to it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of I mean, a necessary evil, shooters, right? I mean, your spawn point can be a random spot. And it depends on the game. Bad. It depends, yeah. yeah. It depends on the game for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a necessary evil. Yeah. So, I mean, just in case anybody doesn't know what random number generator or RNG, which is what most people uh, call we'll it. call it, yeah. Um, is it's basically every time you do something in a vi- in a game, um, there is a statistical chance of some outcome. So it's basically like rolling dice. So if uh, you know a card in Hearthstone would say deal one to three damage to a random enemy. So on if you're rolling, uh, you're basically rolling a three sided die. Okay. And on a one, it's going to do one damage. On a two, it's going to do two damage. And on a three, it's going to do three damage. So what you're trying to mitigate is the uh, the chances of it not being enough. You know, so right. sometimes you're going to get one damage. Sometimes you're going to get three. So on average, you want to think that it is a two damage spell. You know, because most of the time, it's going to do at least two damage. But sometimes you're going to be screwed. So it's kind of one of those things where you don't want to be relying on that card to do heavy lifting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, And so there's other cards in the game um, that will say, um, you know, if this card dies, get a random random creature uh, that's like a three cost or something like that. So literally a random creature, completely random will just pop up out of this thing. <laughs> oh, wow. Not even from your deck? Just yeah, right. not even from your deck or anything. It's just a random three-cost creature. Oh, wow. I think it has to be at least... It either has to be a neutral creature or a creature from your class. Um, from what I've seen, I could be wrong on that. I haven't played it enough to really see that, but uh, I've only ever noticed that. Um, and then, you know, obviously 
one of the random number generated things is your hand. I mean, that's that's sure, probably yeah. that's probably even, the I mean, biggest. You could really argue that even in a game, a tabletop game like Magic, that's still yeah, random number absolutely. generation, right? I mean, it is. I mean, yeah. you have a hundred shuffle. Know, in a, yep. In a, a commander deck, you have ninety nine cards and and a commander. Um, you get seven cards. I mean, you're if you assign each one of those cards a number, you know, you're going to get your statistical chances for you know getting one. any one of those yeah. numbers. So. Um, I think that we deal with RNG quite a bit. Some people blame stuff a little bit too much on RNG, which, I mean... Well, good, good strategy, I mean, is to, like you said, mitigate the risk of RNG, yeah, right? absolutely. Is to, is to understand... I mean, so, you know, I guess my experience base is around this time is going to be more about a magic deck, right? So mm-hmm. when we talk about just percentage of, of different cards in a deck... Yeah. Um, you want to make sure you have enough mana to do what you need to do, which means it probably wouldn't be wise to put 10 land cards in your 99 card deck mm-hmm. because that's, you know, right around 10%. Yeah. We'll say a hundred card deck just to make the math yeah. easy. So 10% of your cards are lands. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a bad decision. It is. <laughs> um, so, you know, you normally, you're probably shoot. I mean, shoot, I have almost 40 in my, in the new deck I've built. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when I, I mean, when you know, when we're playing a game, we'll we'll just keep using magic here, um, and you're looking at your opening hand, um, yeah, you know, your randomly number generated hand. Um, you know, sometimes you know, some people use absolutes, like you never keep a one hand land or a one land hand. Okay, well, maybe you do. That's not always true, you know. Sometimes it works out. Like Monday, matter of fact, that one game, <laughs> the one game that I actually won in the in the pod um, was the game that I kept a one land hand um, in a deck that wants uh, you know ten mana on the field. At well, any because point. you had other cards that yeah, mitigated exactly. the risk of not having lands, and, and you even said yourself if you, yeah. if you hadn't drawn another land, oh, it would have been over. In, in two or three turns. You were mm-hmm. it was done. So I'm sitting here. So the know, likelihood though is based on the proportion of things in your deck. Yeah. Based on what you drew, mm-hmm. then in the first couple turns you were probably going to draw land. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a chance you wouldn't, obviously, yeah. but in all likelihood, you you looked at kind of took took the proportions that you've built into the deck, and you mm-hmm. thought, well, if I haven't already drawn more than one land in the first seven, yeah, like chances are there's going to be another land in the first couple cards on the top of the deck. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and so when um when you're looking to make a mulligan decision, um. You've got to weigh the option of, you know, in Commander, you get a full seven cards the first time. You know, is the chances of me getting a land better than the chances of me getting a terrible hand in my next mulligan? Yeah, so for me, it also, you know, obviously the the land is the first thing I look at in my hand, but secondarily, I mean, if there's like one of the key pieces to the puzzle for me in my hand, it's really hard to throw that away. Yeah, I mean, um, it is. And... and and I find myself a lot of times maybe making bad decisions because of that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this this card wins me basically wins me the game, mm-hmm. um, you know, or or basically gets me eighty percent of the way there. Right. Um, I just need a couple lands or whatever. So yeah. maybe I've got a ramp spell, or maybe you know I don't have many lands, but I'm assuming I'm going to draw one or two. Maybe right. I don't, and I'm screwed. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's certainly happened. Um, so I think you've just kind of it, it's a it's a you've got to make the decision though right I mean that's the thing is I can't be mad at the random number generation no in that situation I have to be mad at the fact that I didn't choose to mulligan when I should have mm-hmm. I I mean that's the big thing about random number generator is that it's not the numbers fault that you lost I think that's the biggest <laughs> yeah. thing to take away occasionally you will lose 
because because of, of all, because you roll a one. But you also win because of it too, right? Just as often you roll a six as you roll a one on a six sided die. So um, you can't blame it on that. You shouldn't have put yourself in a position where one die roll makes the difference in you winning or losing a game. Right. I mean, you know, sometimes you're gonna. Sometimes you had a bad game and the last card in your deck. You know, the, the last card that you draw this turn, or the first card you draw this turn, is going to determine if you're going to win or not. Like I was in a tournament one time um, at it uh, was it. I think it was Grand Prix Vegas, and uh, it was funny because I'd heard a story similar to this um, in a. I think it was the one of the World Championships or something like that, where a guy won the game off of just flipping a. He needed a lightning bolt, and he top decked it. He he even tapped the mana first, and then flipped it over, and it was a lightning bolt. And almost the same exact thing happened to me in uh, in this tournament. So it was day two of the tournament and basically if I lost this game there was no chance of me getting anything from the tournament like I I would not place high enough to like win anything in the tournament Um, it was the last game of you know the three and uh, it's you know the guy's got three life left he doesn't have a counter spell for sure and I'm like I'm like all right, here we go and (laughs) so I, I pick up the card flip it over and drop it down and it's a lightning bolt and i mean it was it ended the game and and i won but i put myself in a position to where that lightning bolt could win me the game um and i put my also put myself in a position where if it wasn't a lightning bolt i was going to lose the game right you know and and it's not just because you made mistakes or whatever. But sometimes people are just better players than you. <laughs> well, which I mean, you know, and maybe you did make mistakes, right? But I, but I guess the thing to keep in mind is, as much as a random number, like you said, you roll a six. This is as many times as you roll a one. Mm-hmm. And what I think people make the mistake of doing is that they'll they'll give the they'll blame the loss on the random number generator, mm-hmm. but they'll take credit for the win. Yeah, absolutely. And you um, notice the one. You don't notice the six. You know, yeah. six feels good. You know, on a a mild scale, but a one always feels bad. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does for sure. Um, and I think you know, especially that's one of the reasons I like Commander because I feel like there is a little bit more of that variance. Yeah, I mean, because it's a ninety nine card deck. Yeah, and I it's mean, singleton format, right? Yeah. Like the chances of you getting exactly the cards you need are mm-hmm. relatively low. Yeah. Um, so you've kind of got to be good at making those decisions. I, th- I feel like it takes a little bit of the, like there while there is more statistical variance in what you're going to draw, it takes like the random number generator effect out of it because mm-hmm. everybody's kind of playing from this point of I don't necessarily have the best stuff yeah. that I need. Um, so you've kind of got to play off that and make the best of what you do have, mm-hmm. and you've got to also have the strategy in building your deck of well, I can't rely on drawing exactly what i need and the bottom line is because there's a singleton format like you can't let's say you've got one card or two cards or three cards that you really need to, to pull some combo off mm-hmm. well guess what you get one of each of them yeah you don't have a choice absolutely so you've got to fill the other 97 cards or 96 cards with other stuff mm-hmm and you've got to fill it with other stuff that makes sense and that works and that might also have a, you know, you got to have plan B and C and D and E and yeah, Absolutely. And, and I think and, that that's what people forget is that, you know, they get really focused on, you know, we'll keep, keep with Magic's theme here is that, you know, 
I'm, you know, this turn I'm going to play a five drop because I have five mana. This turn I'm going to play a six drop because I have six mana. You know, it's like that can't be the only thing that you're thinking about. You need to be thinking ahead. You need to think, okay, is this five drop the most beneficial for me right now? Do I need to tap all of my mana? Um, you know, and be inefficient this turn, but have the better play to set me up for next turn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or, you know, do I know that this guy has six mana right now? He's playing blue. He's probably got another land in his hand and he's going to Cyclonic Rift everybody next turn. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, that's kind of something that you have to, I mean, you have to think about those kinds of things. Um, and I think that, uh, that people, don't like you know and commander is is really casual so you know a lot of people are not going to think super deep into it because i mean you just don't know what's in people's hand there's four people at the table so there's 400 cards you know that you're kind of thinking about so you're not going to always know exactly what people are going to have or what they're going to be able to do so you can't you can't keep everything in but you can think about the little things that or the things that happen the most often i'll tell you cyclonic rift every time (laughs) <laughs> that you think you're doing awesome, somebody plays a freaking Cyclonic Rift, and it's like, well, all right, let's go ahead and uh, start this game over. <laughs> and- for everybody else, except <laughs> yeah. for the person that yeah, played it. Which, it's a great card. Yeah, it, it usually wins you the game when you when you can get that card off. So, Well, um, it, I would say it more likely it loses somebody else the game. Yeah. You know, like, I, I've seen people play Cyclonic Rift that don't end up winning. Hmm. Um, that's usually just if they're behind to begin with. But if they're in a yeah, good position, yeah, if they're in a decent Cyclonic spot. Rift, I mean, it's yeah. Like, yes. I mean, my favorite application of Cyclonic Rift is more so um, like setting up an unblocked attack. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I've got this crazy board state, and it's like, but people are like hiding behind little blockers and mm-hmm. stuff. I can't really do anything. But it's like not anymore. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, there's cheaper cheaper cars that do that for you. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, blusters, bluster squall, blister squall. It'll tap all the. Tap all their creatures, mm. uh, and I think it's only one or two mana, like all what color. It's blue. Oh no, yeah, but does that do, does that tap everybody's or just one target opponent? That target opponent, but I mean that's but if you're going to attack that one person, I mean there's there's slightly more expensive. Ones I usually that do the same I, thing. I, I try and keep my win conditions and commander more to the and I win and no one can do anything about it. I don't. I don't it's it's frustrating you're, to you're have, becoming that guy. Well, it, it's just. <laughs> When I, when you kill one person at a time, it's just so it's so easy to to like lose that momentum. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Um, especially because once you knock one person out, then you automatically become the target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. and all your all your stuff's probably tapped too. <laughs> yeah, so so I, I like the ones where it's just like, all right, that's game. Yeah, that's kind of why I like Rurik Thar is that like he you know he's got vigilance and he's a big guy. So like even though I'm still attacking people, like he. You know, he can defend me still. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Yeah, no, absolutely. He, he's definitely a good card. I mean, you know, you've you've done really well with that deck. And there's, there's no mistaking that. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, random number generation. I mean, I guess the other thing is, you know, we talk about Diablo a little bit. Um, oh, there's so much RNG Right, right. But, but the point of gearing yourself mm-hmm. is to kind of stack it in your favor. Right. Or minimize the risk, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to up critical chance. You're trying to, like, you know, do all these things mm-hmm. um, so that your random number generation is more often than not falling in your favor. Yeah, so if you if you don't know how it works in Diablo, um, if you look at your weapons, like generally they'll say, like we'll just say, it do, this weapon does 100 to 300 damage. So right. sometimes it's going to do 100 damage, sometimes it's going to do 300 damage, but then your gear, you know, either is additive or multiplicative to that. So um, generally crit is going to be a multiplicative uh, 
edition and then you know obviously just adding to it is gonna gonna add to that too so you have to have a combination of both so in diablo you need to make that that uh that weapon do more damage but then you also need to add multipliers to it um so you you at a certain point the multipliers become better than just adding straight damage right um but you you know you you got to kind of balance that um but generally the higher you can get your critical chance the better but at low critical chance it's not it's not going to really add that much damage right you know what i'm saying um so when you you know when you're playing the game and you see all these r- random numbers you know flashing up, on yeah. the table you know every single one of those is a dice roll you know every single one is going to be you know a, you know, a million sided dice or something like that, that it's making, making that decision on how much damage that you do. It's pretty nuts. Um, and it's one of the reasons I think the game is fun. Yeah. You know, um, I don't and then know. the loot, the loot too is all, yeah, it's all random, right? Yeah. Generated. So, which is know. frustrating sometimes, but, and a lot of MMOs are like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have, you have bosses and he's got a 5% chance to drop the really rare sword or yeah. something. Um, and obviously that's the point of the game is you go kill that boss over yeah. and over again until he drops the sword that you're trying to get. Shoot, and the, one of the most valuable items in the game in Final Fantasy XI, because <laughs> I have to mention it, um, is this ring, and it's called the Defender's Ring, and it it just, basically all it does is it you take 5% less damage and it might have a couple other little stats on it, but it's next to impossible to get because the creature that drops it only appears like once a week. Oh wow. <laughs> and only once per server. Oh shit. Yeah. So and the percentage for this thing to drop is like ridiculous ridiculously low too. So like I think it might have like a two percent drop rate. So if you figure <laughs> that once a week this yeah. thing is coming down. So twice uh once a year. Yeah. Roughly right. Yeah. That's insane, man. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, once a year, this thing drops, and that's and you can only really use that statistic. Well, your chances of getting it once a year are only if you claim it every single time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because oh, so is that how the loot works? If I kill it, me and you kill it together? Well, no, I'm just saying that that if somebody else gets it, then you're probably. You're, it's probably going to be two years before you have a chance oh, yeah, to yeah. get it again. You know, what I'm or you know, or what? You I mean, know, you basically would just need to camp that thing. Oh yeah, twenty four seven. Yeah, wait for it to spawn. Mm-hmm. It, and that shit was crazy. I mean, luckily they had spawn timers, so you knew about when it was going to respawn. Oh well, that would um, help. Yeah, that helps yeah, big time. Yeah, so it's not it's not completely insane, but I mean, they're big windows. I mean, it could be like it could be you know this mob spawns once a day um but there's you know a eight hour window that opens up or something like that but that's more reasonable than having to sit in somewhere every day yeah i mean you know it's better just at least have sit there Mm -hmm. one day or something but the thing is is you got to know what time it died because it's based off of the time that it died not every day at 12 o'clock assuming assuming uh you were there when it died, which mm-hmm. you should be if you're trying to get the piece. Yeah, you should unless have. Unless it was four o'clock in the morning on a work day, which is why that game is. Uh, well, obviously, you just don't work <laughs> if you play MMOs like that. Yeah, that's that, what Chris. I tried. I tried to. I worked worked PRN, so I only worked when they needed me, and uh, sometimes I, I didn't feel like they needed me. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's. I mean, RNG. You know, I I think it's it is what it is. I think it's it it's necessary. Mm-hmm. 
There's no other way to do it. Um, it yeah, otherwise, it, everything would be che- like checkers and chess. Like it's just well, not. If, if everything can be calculated, then it's real easy to break. Yeah. Re- I mean, don't get me wrong. Even some games like Diablo are easy to break too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of RNG in there too. But every season, someone figures out the optimal build for every class. Yep. And it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, and RNG keeps things from being boring. I mean, like I love chess. But it's not a fun game. Like I don't think so. Yeah. Like it's it's rewarding, but it's not fun. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh boy, I'm gonna go down to you know to the the and I'm gonna go play some chess and you know get all excited about it. Like I mean, some people probably do, but like I mean, I've been playing chess my whole life and I enjoy playing it. I enjoy the strategy, but it's just not it's not something I get excited about. It's just not a it's not as fun. Um, is a lot of other games that have, yeah. have random randomness to them. Well, there's just, I mean, just more things can happen, right. you know. And, and a lot of the games that we play today are repetitive, and that's the best. I mean, realistically, that's the best inter- application for RNG is when something you're doing is repetitive. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're going through a dungeon Diablo, I, you kill the same enemy, I don't even know how many times. Yeah. But each time is kind of different because mm-hmm. they're in different combinations of different enemy types. Yeah. They have different special abilities, which is all randomly generated. Yep. You're doing different amounts of damage. Um, they're doing different amounts of damage. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of variance to that. So yeah. even though you're kind of doing the same thing, it can be different every time. Um, and obviously, you know, I mean, that's how M- MMOs literally function on that principle of RNG. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do. I mean, you just, you, know, I mean, you don't even think about how many times per second that that game is making calculations. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, you know, because in some of those games, like the distance that you are from something adds or subtracts damage or accuracy or, you know, I mean, it's just there's so many little factors that go into it. All the little buffs that you got on you, you know, how close you are to this guy and they've got some kind of little aura. And I mean, there's just so many little things going on. And I mean, even just like you said, I mean, drop rates for equipment, spawn yeah. rates for, for enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all going to, you know make the experience different yeah um so yeah i mean i think i don't know i mean it is what it is i think it's a good thing i don't really think there's a better way to do it is the other part of it no i agree um so if you out there if you're hating the rng if you're blaming that for for your losses just get good i mean i mean that's really the answer let's be real here (laughs) but yeah i mean it's just all about learning to mitigate yeah learning learn to mitigate the risk um and and kind of maybe you know understanding statistics to a basic degree is actually really beneficial too yeah Um, i love statistics (laughs) i don't but (laughs) but i at least understand it so i can understand you know how how things might play out um but what you know we're on the topic of video games uh and kind of how hard they are and and RNG making them harder, difficult. Um, We've kind of talked, we've been watching some YouTube videos a a little while ago about like some speed runs and Mm -hmm. people doing challenge runs and stuff like that. And that's something that I've never done. Yeah, I'm trying to think about, I think Final Fantasy VII I did, like it wasn't like an official challenge run, but I challenged myself in that game. Um, And I can't remember exactly what I, what did I do? I don't know. I, I think I beat, I beat the game without ever using Master Materia was one thing that I did. And I beat the game without ever using Knights of the Round. Okay. So you really have to figure out like what the best materia combinations are um to kind of mitigate some of that because you're fight you're you're playing the game at a disadvantage um i think that there's a lot of really neat um challenge runs out there um if you i don't think you've probably ever played shovel knight are you familiar no, with that I game at all no 
Um, so basically, it's it's like a platformer where you're this knight and you literally have a shovel as a weapon. <laughs> um, and so one of the challenge runs that I watched uh, recently was no upgrades. So there's a bunch of upgrades that make the game so much easier. Kind of like it's kind of like Metroid, where you can get like double jumps. And, yeah, yeah. You know, big, you know, more powerful hits and stuff like that. And uh, you know, to play that game in a way where you're not you're not using a big part of the game because I mean upgrades are actually a pretty fun part of that game because they they make it easier they make it so that when you get to the more challenging uh bosses and creatures and stuff like that they're not going to be as hard um but it it adds you know a little bit of danger to the game or you know the further that you the the better you get at a game the easier it's going to get so how do you challenge yourself uh to get better at that game if it's a game you really like how do you play it differently well for me i just play a different game i mean that's, yeah. that's always my thing is yeah i've never been so like any games that i've ever played over and over again are either online multiplayer games where the challenge comes from fighting playing other people mm-hmm. um or they've been games where the the fun enjoyment comes from the story mm-hmm. in the world in which case i don't really care how hard it is yeah um, I want it to be challenging enough to where it's not like well, this is stupid. Yeah, you don't you want know. to just walk through the game, but right. But at the same time, I don't want it to be so hard that it's like I do the same thing fifteen times because right. I can't get past it. Um, so for me, it's just never really been like I've always wanted to do a, a run in Pokemon where I've I complete a Pokedex. Mm-hmm. Like not, I'm not talking the Gen Seven when there's seven million Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I just mean the regular 151. Yeah. Um, well, I guess 150. I don't know how Mew might be a little tough. <laughs> um, but I've just never had them. Every time I play that game and I'm thinking about doing that, I'm like, no, nah, just, let's just play the game. Right. Um, let's try and use different Pokemon that I used last time to beat the, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of people on like Twitch and stuff like that that do a lot of these runs. Um, like yeah. there's one channel on YouTube that's like completely dedicated to different challenge runs that this guy does. So he was the one that did the shovel knight with no upgrades. He beat dark souls with the starter weapon. So he <laughs> never got a new weapon. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, that just like, I can't even imagine. I know you can keep a weapon for a long time in that game, but like the starter weapon, like that just, yeah. <laughs> that just seems crazy to me. Um, he did one where, um, he never, he played, it was a dark souls one again, where he never dodged, like he only blocked and walked out of the way. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, um, he did um, another one on Mario, where he played through Mario and never collected a single coin. Which, like, <laughs> you think that yeah, you'd think that'd be that. really easy, but you know, some levels, like, it wants you to get those coins. Like, well, the coins are like right in the path to get around yeah, an obstacle, exactly. Or that, oh, the, they're on the platform that you have to land in. So he, you know, he's taking all these crazy roundabout routes. You know, like he's using powers that help you, that make you fly to fly like under the screen, so that he can go under this platform. You know, and like if you fall too low, you just die. And <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just crazy to me how much much uh effort that you know this guy puts into a lot of these games well he enjoys it i mean that's fine i I just personally have never had the desire to do that yeah i mean i've never had the desire to go like that crazy with it like i mean i've challenged myself like final fantasy 7 i mean i've beat that game like probably five or six times Um, and i've never beaten it once yeah that's really disappointing i know man (laughs) part of it is that it's so damn slow man that's like the combat is just 
painfully slow. Well, you just get really good and everything dies real quick. <laughs> Still, like, you, you wait for the thing, the animations take forever. Like, if I could play that game on, like, three times speed in combat, I'd be fine. Yeah. Which I probably okay. can actually figure out a way to do that. Yeah, I'm sure you could. I like it. I like that style. I love Japanese RPGs, so that that slow pace is, is kind of interesting for me because I can take time to strategize, like, what I want to do. Um, also, like, Final Fantasy Tactics is is kind of like that where, um, I mean, it's all about placement and making those decisions. Um, so, I, I don't know. I really enjoy that kind of slow pace. Um, I My brain methodical. just works too fast. I'm just like, all right, I want to do this. And then I got to wait, like, 45 seconds before I can do it. Yeah. Just drives me insane. To be fair, I mean, it shouldn't take you. It shouldn't take that long. But I mean, sometimes I mean, I guess sometimes it does. Like you, you do a summon in that game. Like you do Knights of the Round Table. You need to go grab a cup of coffee and then come back. Yeah, and be done. I mean, but, even even just like I, I was like, it's like Pokemon, right? Sometimes you're running around and you just like randomly run into a creature, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, this happens every five steps. Yeah, and it takes me. Two minutes every time I fight something. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm surprised. I'm a little bit surprised that you like the Pokemon game, but you I play it on my phone in an well, emulator. Yeah, I guess you get to on, you get and speed, speed it up. up. Yeah. Otherwise, I couldn't fucking do it. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. I was like, I'll play this on normal speed. I was like, I was even thinking to myself, how did I do this when I was little? This takes <laughs> forever. Yeah. Um. So speaking of speed, another challenge run or speed runs. Um. So again, and a lot of people do these on on Twitch and on YouTube. Um, there's like world records for some of these things. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen a lot of charity speed runs too, where they'll get some kind of charity and you know they'll just do constant speed runs like for 24 hours. Like different people would do speed runs and stuff. Um, the the only thing about them is that they're they're kind of hard to watch on Twitch. Because basically every time they screw up, they just restart the game. So <laughs> yeah. it's really like monotonous. I mean, sometimes you're going to see that first loading screen, <laughs> yeah. you know, quite a few times before they beat that game. Um, you know, if they keep messing up, especially when you get into the late hours where people start getting tired. Um, so I prefer to watch that kind of thing on YouTube. Um now, one of the things that is kind of contentious in speedruns is some speedruns are, like, pure, where people don't allow exploits. Yeah, and then some people will basically and then some glitch people through levels. glitch and- the entire freaking game. Like, I think the speedrun world record for Final Fantasy VII is, like, 36 minutes. Because you can just skip, like, a giant part of the game by doing... Like this glitch that gets you basically to disc three. How? I, I don't really remember. How, how can exactly you? How are you even strong enough? I, I, I don't really. I didn't watch the whole thing. But well, maybe it's I'll like, just do that, and then I'll just it'll take me thirty minutes, and we'll call it call it good. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I don't remember exactly how it works. But so you know, a lot of people are like, "Well, it shouldn't count because you use that exploit." Well, I mean, in some games, I would probably. Actually, most games, I'd probably just go ahead and agree with you because some of the speed runs are like it they're depends, just not even fun. It depends to watch. on the purpose. Like, yeah, like I, 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 here's where I would get I draw the line. Right, if the person's going around saying I beat Final Fantasy VII in 36 minutes, mm-hmm. not really. Yeah, right. Like it would be more appropriate to say like I found a way to get through Final Fantasy VII to get to the end or beat the final boss in 36 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. But you didn't really beat the game. Because yeah. you didn't play most of the game. Mm-hmm. To me, beating the game means you've, you know, gone through a good majority of the content. 
Right. Um, if I just walk out the, the first level and then walk right into the final boss and beat him, I didn't beat the game. Which I beat you, the final boss. Which you can do in that new Zelda Apparently, Breath of the yeah. Wilds. You can just go straight to the boss, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's actually beat. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure somebody probably has. I mean, it's. Oh, I'm sure. People are crazy, man. I saw somebody beat Ganondorf with a broom. He had just a <laughs> bunch of uh, inventory full of brooms and beat Ganondorf down with it. I think he had. I think he had full life, though. I don't think he had just three three hearts or whatever. But I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I mean, I was wa- I watched one. It was on the new Doom. And basically, like, it just wasn't fun to watch because half the game is him glitched out, like, walking on this roof that you're not supposed to be able to walk on top of. So, like, you can barely see half the half the screen because... It's not rendering. You know, it's yeah. not rendering everything. And, well, there's know, nothing to render. Yeah. He's seeing where you're not supposed right. to see. So, it's like, eh. Um, but then there's the purest ones... Um, like the Mario World Record, it, were you familiar with that one? Like the guy no. that broke the world record. Oh, uh, maybe for that? we might have talked about it a little bit. So there was, there was a guy that basically he was like two seconds shorter than in the perfect run, or the whatever. perfect run like by on a computer, computer. Yeah, which is just insane to me. <laughs> so basically, they had this computer that ran the game you know, thousands of times. And it said that this route is the perfect route to take. And this is how long it takes to run that route. And so this guy played the game to the point where he was two seconds shorter than that. I don't know how long that took. Um, I mean, I'm sure it was probably, I mean, it was probably like five minutes or something like that. Um, you know, using warps, um, and whatnot. And, um, there are, there are some like it's kind of an exploit kind of thing to to be able to beat the game that fast. And again, I don't remember exactly what you had to do, but it was it was basically you would start the game at a certain point and you would run across the screen and only a certain number of creatures would render at one time because you know this is, we're talking about Nintendo, yeah. so it didn't have a lot of memory. Um, so you would get to the next area at a point where not everything is loaded yet because it's still loading or it still had the memory of the stuff from the last area. And then you would hit a warp and it would take you to like the final warp in the game um, because it, it felt like you went through a different warp tunnel because of the way that the game was coded. Like it was like, if you got to this point with this much time, it just assumes that you're going through this warp tunnel or whatever. So it's, I mean, it's kind of, so I guess it is kind of an exploit, but he's not like, like doing these crazy, like, you know, jumping through walls and shit like that. Um, but I don't know. I, th- I think that some of that stuff's pretty interesting. Um, if you really want to watch a game be played and you think that you're going to be able to watch Final Fantasy in 36 minutes, you're going to be really disappointed, um, as I was when I tried to watch <laughs> that video. Because I thought I was going to see somebody playing through and they're just, like, doing crazy stuff that I wouldn't be able to, to like, fathom. But really, they're just, like, teleporting through the game, kind of. Yeah. So... Um, but if you're interested in that kind of thing, I mean, there's a ton of stuff on YouTube. I think Cardinal's um, doing some speedrun stuff at SuperCon this weekend, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so check it out, yeah. Yeah, I think we did. We kind of talked some, about yeah, speedrun. Yeah, yeah, we did. That's right. Um, and then Mason, um, he said that they were having like the video game, some kind of Olympics thing where there's like a certain challenge between a yeah. combination of a couple games. Mm-hmm. So um, if you guys are interested in that, I mean, go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, I think we're we're pretty much wrapped up today. We're trying to keep it a little shorter, guys. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. We're going to be at Supercon this weekend, like I said earlier. Uh, we'll be at, at Cardinal on Monday to play some Magic. If you guys want to come hang out and play some Magic, um, do you have anything else for them? Uh, no, I think that's all. Okay. All right, guys. Well, um, that's all for us this week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, if you guys uh, – you can listen on Spotify now if you guys didn't know that. I posted in the group. But just to, to, to let you guys know, if you'd rather listen on Spotify than however you're listening right now, you can do that. Um, if you guys – are listening don't forget to like share subscribe all that good stuff um and don't forget you can send us questions comments all that kind of stuff to a nerd like me media at gmail.com um and that's about it guys we appreciate you listening and we'll catch you next week peace peace